Hello and welcome, friends, to another edition of the solo series of Entrepreneurs Verse, a daily podcast giving you an insight in the life, times, and crimes of the LD14 cohort. I'm Amita Goyal, and I'm really excited to welcome on the podcast today, Yusuf Darwich. Hey, Yusuf, how's it going? Hey, Amita. Yeah, all good, thanks. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. So tell, tell us, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, I'm Youssef, uh, originally from Egypt, um, but I've lived in like a few different countries, so Egypt, Qatar, uh, UK, and was born in Kuwait, actually, so kind of been around the Middle East and ended up here. Um, studied maths and econ at LSD, um, and I've basically been working in finance since in a mixture of roles, uh, like traditional finance, fintechs, and kind of all around the place. Apart from that, I'm a big sports fan, uh, cricket and football, hardcore Tottenham fan, if there's anyone else out there like me. And um, yeah, family man as well. I have a young daughter, as a load of you would have seen in the calls that I've been on. So apologies if she's interrupted any calls with any other people so far. Oh, she's cute. She's adorable. We love having her. Um, and very cool. I didn't know that you were born in Kuwait and spent some time in Qatar. I, I actually was in the Middle East for about a year with um, in consulting. So I visited a ton of those countries. Yeah, very yeah. cool. Great. Yeah. Um, and how are you liking the program so far? How's EF been for you? Yeah, it's been good. Um, I think kind of like listening to kind of the other, you know, solo founders, I think, you know, similar kind of sentiment to them. It's definitely been fun. I've learned a lot. But at the same time, it's been challenging, like on a, on a personal level. Um, so I think the work from home, the remote aspect has made it a little bit more tricky for me. Um, but also, you know, I think I think it was Rebecca saying on her podcast, it was kind of like the soul searching it. EF does make you learn a lot about yourself. And that's definitely been, you know, something that's been welcome. Um, but on the whole, I think it's been great so far. And I've, I've really enjoyed like meeting everyone else and, you know, kind of understanding what they've been working on because there's some seriously impressive people on this cohort. Absolutely. I mean, I've never come across so many PhDs from top schools, like, excited to build and excited to create. And, you know, like yourself, I also come from a finance background. So I think great complementary skill sets. You talked about soul searching. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's so important, knowing your why, uh, what you're excited about. What are some of the problems that really excite you? Yeah, so I, I've thought about this a lot. And I, I think there's one main one, which I keep coming back to, and it's kind of, you know, personal finance and basically helping people make better decisions so that they can kind of like live the life that they want and not be constantly caught in this, you know, in this wheel that a lot of us are where we're just working for the sake of working and we don't really know where the end goal is. Um, and if I kind of look at this space, uh, so I used to work in, in wealth management a little bit. Um, and Me too. Actually, yeah, it sounds like we've got a lot in common. We do. Um, but yeah, wealthy people basically, and you, yeah, you'll know this, I guess, from your, your experience, they get a lot of help when it comes to managing their money. And it's just, it just creates this, like, this, this thing where, you know, the rich keep getting richer and then the everyday person doesn't really get the leg up. Uh, and I've kind of seen the process and coming up with that advice. And uh, I guess what I'm kind of most interested in is how do you offer that same advice and that same assistance to more and more people? Um, just to, you know, to give people this helping hand in their life and to help them reach their goals, really. 
I love that, Yusuf. Accessibility is so important. I mean, I grew up in Jersey City when it was once termed Jersey, a uh, dirty city. Huh. Uh, now it's it's gentrified and it's yuppified. Uh, it's super trendy now. But yeah, I think that's really powerful. Um, it's like Parasite, right? The the movie that just won the Oscars. The rich and the poor. That dichotomy is so empowering. So I love that mission. Um, cool. So tell us about some of your superpowers to help you get through this mission. Yeah. Um, so it, it's a tough one to like say what your superpowers are, but if I'd say like there's two things that I'm kind of good at and I've, I've done kind of repeatedly, one is taking an idea and turning it into a reality. So like I've built a load of products for, or I've been part of a team building a load of products from scratch. Um, you know, obviously with varying levels of success, but that's something that I've tended to be quite good at just figuring out what it is that consumers want and basically how to best deliver it. Uh, and then the main one is, is kind of one that at Tide, I basically realized it was my superpower and it, it's kind of just getting stuff done. And so like, I, I know that sounds a bit vague, but it, I, I gen, generally be the person at Tide that, you know, when there was a problem, they'd kind of throw it at me. So like, let's say there was a project which was taking too long to deliver. We weren't releasing a product on time. I'd be like roped in or, you know, one of the more rogue ones was setting up our like marketing analytics stack with something that I had no experience on, but they were struggling a little bit with. And I was kind of, you know, thrown into that. Um, so I'd, I'd probably say that's it. It's kind of like picking up things pretty quickly and just figuring out how to get things over the line. Um, so yeah, I'd say that's the main one. I love that. And it's so important as a founder to have these skills, right? Because there's so many things you're going to have to get done um, over the next months, years. Um, so super important. And what are you looking for in a co-founder? So the ideal person who's going to help you achieve this dream of making making finance more accessible to the world. Yeah. So like, I think with, with, a, with a vision or a mission like this, I think like passion is important. Um, and so like, you know, putting all technical skills to a side to, to begin off with, I, I kind of want to work with someone who shares that belief with me um, that, you know, money isn't or finance isn't just about kind of, you know, making a quick buck and making money as quickly as possible. But it's more about like, how do we how do we give people freedom and give people security? Um, so, you know, if, if there's someone who kind of be believes in that story, then then that's great uh, because, you know, building a business is hard and I've, I've kind of been through it and you kind of, you need to be committed for the long haul. And so you can only do that if you're passionate. Um, from a technical skills point of view, I think there's a, a few different ways you can take this depending on who you're working with. Um, so, you know, on the highest level, I think it needs to be someone with a, a bit of a generalist kind of, you know, full stack experience. Cause I think that person will kind of be able, to, you know, I, I think if you're building consumer products, I think that skill is is really important because you need to build scalable platforms, basically. But at the same time, you know, you could approach this from a kind of behavioral finance point of view and really focus on the nudges and the habits. And so someone who, you know, is, is a PhD in that sense could be quite interesting. Also, I'm a firm believer that finance, so like, you know, I think there's two things in life that humans play a huge part in. Health is one of them. And I think wealth is the other one. And so it's kind of like, how do you maintain that human aspect in, in finance, which I don't think any of the fintechs have really thought about doing yet. And so, you know, natural language processing could, could be quite useful for that as well as, you know, basically optimizing a human advisor, but still keeping the human there. Um, so, you know, I think these are all skills that are important, 
But I think the order kind of doesn't matter. I think, you know, if, if you've got a generalist who's, who's quite, you know, a, a full stack engineer who can kind of, who shares that passion, I think that's useful. And then you can hire accordingly for the, for the areas that, you know, you know, you're not an expert in down the line. Because I think that's the same for me as well, right? Like there's some things that I'm really good at, but ultimately I'm going to have to hire for the things that I'm less good at. Um, so if I'm being honest, passion is the most important one. I, I, I couldn't agree more. And how do you how do you actually sense when someone is passionate? Like, what are some things that you've been thinking through that helps you determine, oh, yeah, this person's excited, this person isn't? Yeah, you can normally tell from a couple of conversations. Um, and so it's more like, you know, if you hop on a few customer calls with them, you can also kind of tell that pretty quickly. But yeah, it's, it's more just from a few general conversations and, you know, how, how responsive they are, how, how they are in ideating with you. Do they seem keen? And also, like, you know, in, in the team building phase, one thing I've, I've tried doing a lot is just kind of sending information to people. And you get a sense, like, if people are responding and reading the information you send them, then it tends to mean that they're a little bit more interested and more passionate about the space. Um, and I think I think a question that I kind of like asking as well is, um, you know, if we were if we were to not get IC funding, would you still be interested in pursuing this? And if the answer to that is no, it means, you know, they're, they're just here to kind of raise money and, and, and build a quick business. And I think that helps you identify, well, I think it's a really easy way to identify who's actually in this because they care about solving this problem versus who's just kind of interested in, you know, r- raising money, I guess, and, and building any old startup. Yeah, those are both really great points, right? One, how do people kind of react to the material? And then two, Beyond IC, what is the vision? Is this a long-term play or a short-term play? Great, mm. great advice, Yusuf. Um, awesome. So you you talked about lockdown. I mean, how how has it been for you? How are you currently spending your time? Are there any tools, tips, tricks that you can share with our listeners that have been particularly helpful as a solo founder? Uh, so my biggest challenge is well, is like mine and my wife's. If I'm being honest, has been just <laughs> kind of juggling. I guess if effectively two full-time jobs with parenthood in a in a tiny flat in, in, in London um so yeah that's been tricky and I haven't figured out well the best tool that's helped me is the tv because whenever there's an important call I just put my daughter Zaina in front of it which makes me feel like a parent but it it's kind of what's helped um the, the most if I'm being honest apart from that like if, if, you know if I'm actually answering this question a bit more seriously uh, I, I think like Jira is is a great tool it's one that I've you know, I've played around with a few of those tools like Jira, Monday, Trello, etc. And Jira is the one that I keep coming back to. It, it just helps me basically figure out what needs doing when. And also, you know, using Confluence, using that side of things as well. I find it really good for like documenting, you know, how you're getting on. And so uh, I've been using that a fair bit in terms of just helping me understand and helping me make progress on, on this idea, document customer calls and just like how am I getting on really. Um but yeah, if anyone's got any suggestions for um, uh, tools to help with parenting, uh, they, uh, yeah, I'd love to hear them. Yeah, it's, I mean, I can't imagine. It must be so hard. I'm super impressed with parents where both folks are working, you're managing kids, thinking of a startup idea. I mean, this is not easy. So hats off to you guys. Um, okay, Yusuf, this has been great. We're going to now move on to a quick fire round. So I'm going to ask you a series of questions and I just want a quick answer. Sure. Okay. Uh, your favorite podcast? Um, how I Build aside It. From this one. Sorry? <laughs> Sorry, I said aside from this one, your favorite uh, podcast. Cool. Um, probably How I Build This. 
And why is that? It's quite interesting to hear about like some of the successful businesses that you look at and just like understand the early days um, because it, it really makes you understand that it wasn't like, obviously I know it's not an overnight success, but you really kind of hear about all the different pivots they've done and just like, you know, getting a sense of how challenging it was in the early days is, is quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Persistence is key. Great. Thank you. Um, next question. Your dream dinner guest. <laughs> um, at the moment, I'd probably say Mohammed Salah, just because he's a fellow Egyptian. He's made, he's like put Egypt on the map. And I think kind of what he's done for our country and I'm Muslim and kind of what he's done for the religion as well and kind of making it seem more open is has been really welcome. So yeah, I'd love to, you know, sit down over dinner with him. Maybe in Ramadan, it'll be even better. We'll both be starving and uh, yeah, <laughs> probably him. Great. Um, your best finance tip? Um, start investing early because it compounds over time. Um, and I can explain to anyone who doesn't understand what that means uh, another time. <laughs> Great. And a startup that you admire? Not tied, obviously, right? <laughs> um, once again, probably sticking to the fintech space. Um, I think what Monzo have done, I, I know it's like a cop-out answer, but I think what they've done is incredible. They've they've changed the whole sector because they've basically made it like, firstly, they've made brand be such an important part and they've shown that like how important brand is in finance, which wasn't a thing before. Um, mm-hmm. Secondly, they've made people more accepting of kind of managing their money on, on, on mobile. Uh, and I think that's basically opened up the opportunity for a load of different companies that we have seen already and will continue to see over the next kind of five, 10 years. Awesome. Great. Love it. Well, Yusuf, it's been so much fun. Thank you so much for sharing your wise finance tips. And we're excited to see what you're going to build in the, the personal finance space. So thanks again for sharing your experiences with us. Yeah, thank you. And um, yeah, if anyone wants to chat about finances in general, you know, I'd love to help you guys out. Awesome. And great. And then to our listeners, thanks so much for tuning in. Be well, stay safe, and reach out to Yusuf.